Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the LGL Officially Unofficial Podcast, episode 31. I oh, will be wow. one of your many co-hosts, Alex, otherwise known as Alexi, goodbye, master on the internet. And if I may introduce firstly the cordial man himself, Nymera, otherwise known as Alex. Nymera, hap good sir, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. It's been a little while, but we've got some... Uh actual content to talk about we really do we really do and where we be without the panegyric man himself samuel initialize hapgood sir welcome to the podcast hang on what does that word mean oh man was it panegyric yeah panegyric Um, yes oh man hang on i (gasps) he doesn't know he doesn't Um, know the man with the English degree uh, doesn't know it. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I do know it, but um, I'm not using it that very correctly. I don't. Think. Yeah, I did, like, that's possibly a little bit. So it's uh, to go off the definition here of panegyric. It is a formal public speech, written verse delivered in high praise of a personal thing. I mean, you uh, are our play-by-play caster, yeah, exactly. so yeah. And you like to pre- I, I prepare panegyric statements all the time. You really uh, do, sir. Welcome. <laughs> to the podcast uh, initialize what is this podcast though this podcast is the latest and greatest bit of japanese content for the ljl the japanese league of legends scene there isn't a lot of english content out there one or two translators aside um, which we we love we do very much lol ninja out there doing some great work um but the rest of us we provide a little bit more bolster content shoulder content to add on to your ljl viewing experience some lad on lad content is what you get in there <laughs> wait that came out wrong oh that came out wrong oh, oh, oh i thought i was trying to go for the lads on tour uh, whatever um uh, oh god Oh, sweet Jesus. Nymera, save me. Are we associated with Papa Riot or anything alike along those lines? We're not associated with anything that Lexi says or anything else. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're, 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 we're never getting associated with We're also um, not associated with Riot, Riot Japan, any kind of branch of Riot at all. We do this all on our own. We have done it all year long. And hopefully we'll plan to do it into the future too. But hopefully that means that we are around and have some grounding for what we're saying. Uh, yes, and as Nymera was uh, saving us, uh, this is all our uh, views and opinions. Everything that comes out does not represent uh, the LGL unofficial broadcast. It is merely our own, uh, well, clearly crap that's coming out my mouth. And then the, uh, the opinions of these two lovely gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen, you can also have people find your social medias account if right underneath yeah. your lovely faces at initialize with a one at nymera and you can find below at ljl unofficial for our twitter and under at, at ljl underscore officially underscore unofficial for our other social media handles this podcast does go out also over on youtube but you can also find it on all audio streaming platforms that you can enjoy including spotify anchor and everything else gentlemen it's been a little bit but we're back as good as ever and we've got some news now in regards to world so this is going to be a slightly uh different podcast than what we normally do won't it gentlemen yep um so i think that it's fair to say now things are getting more international with it's our first international tournament of the year mm-hmm. um there are a lot of people who will be listening in who have not really followed the lgl so yep. hopefully we can give you guys some extra kind of context and background to the team v3 that we've sent to worlds 
So we're going to be first going off straight into welcome to the world of V3, everybody. And this is where we're going to be giving a bit of a TLDR about V3. This is for our newer listeners. So we will have timestamps in the description as well as probably a pinned comment for one of us mm -hmm. three and in the show notes as well. So you'll be able to skip past sure. this if you are a more familiar listener. But for any of our new listeners out there, you'll be able to get our brief thoughts and a bit of a TLDR on who are V3 and what is this team and who are these players and everything. We're then going to jump straight over into play-ins and potentially the most competitive play-ins that has ever happened in the history yeah. of worlds. And what a way to commemorate 10 years, gentlemen, for play-ins. Well, that must be true. I mean, it's, of course, the, the context of this year adds... Uh, a bit of a shadow over everything. You know, we're still COVID. We're still uh, in a weird space with uh, sort of bubbles and broadcasts and mm. all the rest of it. You know, VCS teams will be able to make it. But even so, the roster of play-ins teams looks exceptional. The play-ins format is very exciting. The groups themselves, which we'll touch on a bit later as well, I think are very exciting on top of that as well. So, yeah, I think this is shaping up to be a really exciting and very competitive world. And then lastly, we're going to be going over to World's Group Stage. And we're going to be giving an overview of our thoughts. Certain teams not making it. The regions that will be represented there. And, well, who we're looking forward to be watching out of our main region, the LJL, mm. as it's almost become, I think, uh, by default, one of our main regions <laughs> that each of us think about on I've a regular basis. more LJL than any yeah. other region this yeah, year. Yeah, not even joking. <laughs> yep, so um, we've got that. And mm. then we'll also just give our overview thoughts and coming to us. This won't be a super long podcast, partly at the request of the feedback of our lovely audience, as yep. well as partly because, well, we're not talking about just the LJL now. It's time to uh, branch out and actually start covering more content. We're not quite sure where this podcast will be going. It might become we we'll have see. two separate podcasts. We still don't quite know, but that's part of the fun. Make sure to follow us on our own social medias, though, to find out more of what we are doing. And Nymera, aren't you excited for groups? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, so. I think both of you have already alluded to the fact this is going to be a pretty tight race. It is going to be contested. I don't think... There are going to any be, be any particularly free victories for most of these teams. It's no. best of one. Single round robin best of one. You don't even get to take what you've learned against one team to finish your, like, your final standings in the play-in group stage. And then we get straight into a best of five for most of the teams there too. Best of five is completely different beasts, and I'm sure that these teams all have very different identities throughout a series too. So... It's a it's a bit of a enigma to mm -hmm. an analysts now of just kind of saying, okay, well, where do we go with this? We've not really dealt with this before, <laughs> so that's why we're trying to pick things apart right now. Yeah, and that's our plan. But for all our lovely new listeners, and for any returning listeners who have missed maybe a few episodes here and there and haven't quite kept up outside of the finals. Well, no, I can understand. There's far too much <laughs> league sometimes to yeah, watch, true, and true. Uh, with everything else, gentlemen. First question that I, I put on the document for all of us to run through. Who are V3 Esports, gentlemen? Who is this roster? So this is a long-standing-ish org in the LDL. Not yeah. one of the absolute oldest. We're not, you know, it's not a Rascal Jesters. It's not a, a Dead Nation Focus Me. But they've been around a couple years and they've been competing even when the playoffs uh, format was a lot smaller and top teams used yep. to get in v3 were kind of perennially in there last year they got to the finals in summer 
fell down to yep. DFM. They rebuilt this year and they managed to pick up a bit of a winning formula in a bit of a surprise to some of us, actually. We didn't necessarily expect them to be contesting in the way they were. And hell, I am very happy to have been proved wrong. They've been fabulous towards the latter half of this year in particular. They really yeah. have been. Go for it, Nightmare. Go for it. No, I was about to say, and uh, V3, so they did end up promoting in 2018 spring to the LJL. They were in the challenge scene before. I believe, actually, yep. Maple Street was on their org when that happened, so I talked really? to you a little bit about that. Yeah, he I was, yeah. He was, I think he was in the backroom stat at that point. So so anyone who's listening in from NA and remembers Maple Street, uh, that's a little bit of a linking point for you. They were in the finals last year, though, as early as 2019 summer. So they were, they, they have been competing in the LJL at the upper ends of the table for a while, but it was a very different roster. So they came with a new roster this year, too, which I'm sure we'll cover. Yes, this new roster started at the beginning and uh, through a lovely interview that happened with the top player of V3 Esports, Paz. We actually have some more information. Thank you to Lol Ninja for one, Great. giving us that shout out for uh, covering uh, the finals in English, as well as also promo uh, prompting our Discord and promoting that, which was honestly not expected. We didn't ask for it and they just did it. So hmm. one, thank you to the lovely crew over at Lol Ninja. But then they did this lovely interview and we got to learn a bit about the back room and how the team actually formed. Um, who wants to take this one do you want to do it sam yeah i'll so i'll take definitely this do you want all the players or just the first one i can do a I, if you do me you we can I cut can it off you do the first yeah. two you do the first okay, two okay so uh, that makes my life nice and easy so let's start <laughs> with paz in the top lane this guy um last year was something of a carry player was kind of playing particularly in the playoff things like camille in the top lane got a lot of pressure <laughs> He's kind of transitioned more into being a, a bit more of a role player this year, but we know he has got it in him to pull out things like the Camille, uh, previously the Aatrox, but that's less of a thing in meta right now. Um, he's also become something of kind of like the the house manager for the squad as well. He's something of the, the older brother, the team manager in the house. So he's had a lot on his plate this year, I think it's fair to say. And, yeah. uh, while V3 have generally focused towards the bot side, Paz is kind of weak side play has been pretty strong need to keep an eye on whether he's the team is willing to play around top side they've struggled a little bit with that but um he's a pretty damn good player overall keep an eye on things like his orm as well mm. that. so then how did Sion. boogie join the team sam yeah so boogie's a little bit more of an interesting one anyone who's been following international lol for a couple of years may well remember flash wolves the organization from lms now pcs he was kind of the jungler before they disbanded. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of got to MSI with them, I believe, in 2019? Yep. No, 2018. Yep, last year. Last yeah, it was 19. There we go. Um, he, like, he was a very good jungler, but he kind of... Had, he kind of didn't quite hit the highs he was looking for and ended up leaving the PCS region in a little bit of ignominy is probably the way to do it. It wasn't the kind of high send-off he was looking for. It wasn't like Carcer heading over the LPL with his amazing raft of accolades as the Korean Slayer behind <laughs> him, that kind of deal. Uh, and V3 effectively traded junglers. Their old jungler, uh, Baby, now named River, went to PSG Talon, uh, who are actually in the playing stage, so I don't know if he can actually play, River can't play unfortunately, so. which is very frustrating. We've been he, deprived of storyline. Yeah. Because, of course, that was V3's old jungler. And Boogie came over from the PCS to join V3. And, frankly, he has been a superstar. There is no way, other way to put it. The LGL has a lot of good junglers. 
We've got the likes of Steel, of Tussle, of Blank, of Excess, of KT fame. And then the hell above them all is Boogie, who is just phenomenal. He plays pretty much everything. And in spring, while he was kind of forced to be just this hard carry player or bust, he's kind of been able to device a phase play self. Rundle have come out. He's yeah. a Lilia player now. Um, he plays Lee farming. Sin. He plays aggressive early. He's a fantastically sin player. Um, we know he has other tankier things in the background if he needs it. He's also quite a smart mm. player uh, in terms of um, in terms of how he plays his win conditions, particularly off the initial clear. It's like okay, this is the only lane I can gank. If I don't get this gank off, we lose the game. He pulls it off consistently. I need to fight for the scuttle crab. My team will come and help me because I'll tell them we'll fight for the scuttle crab. That kind of um, coordination with his team on a myriad of different picks and styles is very impressive. Keep your eyes on a couple of his pocket picks like the Echo as well, which are always really good fun to see when he pulls out. Yeah, I mean, Boogie has become a cornerstone for V3 and to play around. However, as we saw in the article, Paz did note that originally it wasn't the easiest coordination, and that's no. why we did see some st problems for them in spring. However, mm. Paz was very forefront to say, we've worked out those problems and we're better than we've ever been. I am paraphrasing here and adding some of my own words here, but it's very much like he feels very confident in this roster. That actually fits the storyline we had for Spring it does, actually. Around about week five in Spring, when Sengoku and V3 both turned it on in a huge way. Both of them went on win streaks. And then V3, the very last couple of weeks, ended up going to uh, something like a nine-game win streak until they ended mm -hmm, up losing mm -hmm. the first game of yeah. their playoff series versus CGA. And they had to reverse sweep that series uh, in a 3-2. But yeah, and that, that was when we started raising these storylines about V3. Like, hey, guys, these aren't just the one-on-one -on -one every, every week team now. These guys are really oh. playing well together. And that storyline persisted far into summer too. Yeah, and through the, I'm going to just quickly leapfrog backwards though, sadly, because I need to just cover the last yep. three players. So Ace, he was actually a member of the roster coming in to 2019. Yep. He was part of the roster in summer of 2019, uh, well, and spring as well of 2019. Mm -hmm. However, he was actually brought in partly through Paz, who when he came into this roster, the management of E3 said, hey, we're going to partly build this team around mm. you, Paz. We want you to decide who we want to bring in. And Ace was one of the first players he brought in. And even with the huge roster change that did happen in spring, Ace was kept on as Paz did truly believe he wanted to have him on the team. And through that, Ace has proven to honestly be a sponge for knowledge and just to prepare and play around the team. He's incredibly selfless. And that was a narrative that I slightly pushed, I, I will be honest. <laughs> but uh, the man's, the man's Gallio was banned every game against DFM. And that selflessness, because that man barely played his lane when he was on Gallio. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think... Go on, Alpha. Go. I was about to say, I think the story of Ace is a story of a guy that has done a lot of exploring to find the role within the game which he is comfortable and effective playing in mm. spring he ended up finding a couple of niche picks into that spring class as we're saying which finally let us see why he was you know kept on this team his cinder which has been like a 40 kda which he hadn't played yeah. at all the rest of that split mm -hmm. started picking stuff like rumble mid and making it work Things kind of fell apart when he didn't find the right picks versus DFM in those spring playoffs. But then come into summer, one of the reasons that V3 have been so outstanding is the fact that they've managed to weaponize Ace finally. Yeah. Yep. And like, he, he's not necessarily known for being the strongest laner, but he has one or two picks which he can find some lane pressure on. Like, 
Previously, his karma before that ended up getting a little nerf. Cinder, of course, had some good news to it. Uh, and, like, things, of course, more recently, like his Zoe are pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. We have one or two slight concerns if he starts slaying. Oh, I don't anymore. Of... I don't. Against the likes of Shie, I'm a mm. little nervous. I'll be honest, but from what we've heard from what's been happening in boot camping preparing for dfm specifically and then moving on into world it seems like the mvp mid laner and the church that is around him of aria <laughs> praise praise be aria. the lord has praise been be blessing <laughs> and ordaining ace to continue the ljl and to carry the mantra of who should reign supreme in the mid lane Ace has been getting boot camped against yeah. Arya, and that that is unreal. And that also shows the kind of commitment one that Arya has to the LJL lads. That shows really good shit for us. Yeah. We might not yeah. lose him. He might yeah, stay. But also, uh, it just shows that there is commitment and that mm. everyone is kind of rallying around V3 because I think partly, and this is a personal narrative, please be aware, listeners. My personal narrative is that the whole of the LJL is kind of like, okay, DFM's not representing us. We need to have our new representative yeah. go yeah, exactly. in hard um, and fast. He can't. They can't just can... blase and then drop out of the play-ins. Mm. And if you want something a little bit more tangible to kind of back up this, okay, the LJL's pulling together. Remember, actually, a lot of these players, it's kind of an LJL tradition for players just to kind of flip between teams quite a lot. Mm. There's a lot of roster change in the LJL. People have been all sorts of places. Some people more loyal to their team than not. Um, but we've definitely seen a lot of roster moves. Like mm -hmm. you saw me, Ashley's been on a handful of teams. Paz has been back and forth a couple of times. In fact, he was back on DFM back in 2017, as far as I remember, both as jungler and Ace as well player. has been a substitute Ace for DFM. Yeah, yeah, Ace has been around a little bit, although I, he's not been as as tenured a pro as some of the other members on this team. Agreed. But yeah, yeah, so the LGL, it seems like V3 in particular found there a lot of resources to work with going into plans, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. We will indeed. Our next player to briefly cover is actually the player we know the least mm -hmm. amount, and that's actually going to be Archer. Archer was actually brought onto the team yeah. by Boogie. Boogie had been playing <laughs> Korean solo queue and was just kind of wowed by this guy <laughs> and was like, this is a young guy. We can get him super cheap, lads. And I actually really like him and I want to play with and him. He's Japanese. And it, uh, yeah, oh, exactly. No, 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 no he's, sorry, Korean. he's Korean. Sorry, he's Korean. He's Korean. That's our last person that you can, no, sorry, we can no, do yeah. that for. Um, but Archer, Korean solo queue, what a god. Had be, I think he had like a thousand LP or 700 yeah. LP on Big Korean solo queue. Like yeah. high, like clearly highly mechanically skilled. Similar to another player that I had my eyes very high on. That was Honey, who has started actually showing that mechanical skill finally. Yeah. Um, but Archer was our rookie of the split and the season and really just a phenomenal player coming into his first world first competitive year in a minor region as well you've got to say that this kid has just got so much to prove and he's already doing it in leaps and bounds gentlemen hmm. yeah i think that spring was a hard learning lesson for archer but mm. he did meet the challenge on more than one occasion spring playoffs will be a bit of a that will be the lesson learned. I think that he ended up crumbling yeah. a little bit when his team needed him to perform, and he didn't quite. Then, of course, in summer, Archer really turned on the afterburners. He, 
I'm trying to think if there's anyone I put above him in the AD carry role from the LGL. I in mean, summer. like, I mean, there's Utapon maybe was the Utapon. one guy towards the end of it. Like, they were the maybe. best competitors. I think it's only Utapon, really, yeah. and yeah. that's because I, I, that was the man in the finals who actually challenged him for once. Yeah, yeah. It did. And like, I but like, I think it was it was the, the finals were really back and forth from the bot lane, and like a lot of it was on the rest of the teams as well playing. Right? So and like, we yeah, can link it back to the LOL Ninja article where <laughs> Paz was like, "There's only two people in the LGL where I genuinely don't know how good they are and what they can do, and that's R." who we've already mentioned whose yeah. ace is getting taught by and boot camped with oh and utapon hmm yeah funny yeah. that well it's, it's worth knowing that you know Arya's top 100 korean challenger yeah. he's, you know he's definitely yeah. at the top of the world in terms of the solo queue game and he sometimes devolves his own team into the solo game <laughs> hey, uh, hey if the, he has to win it fuck it, it. <laughs> Yeah, it's but time for Cassidy and Yumi. Let's so, go. Uh, and I get this podcast episode is about V3, but it's important to know that these are some of the teams that the LGL has in their region, mm. and this is why we have some, you know, some practice playing against some of the more messy fight all the time teams. I mean, V3 got a lot of practice coming into this year with. The oh, initialize. They were scrim. Before you go on that yeah. tangent, because actually, actually that's perfect for our next one. Can we just cover uh, sure. our final support yeah, player? Was, Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Reiner, our support player. And honestly, in my eyes, the most improved player between spring oh, sure. and summer. The man went from a mid to reasonably decent support player to just outright competing against gang and as like maybe the best support player in the yeah. region. And this was a split. This was a summer split where we saw a few support players actually break out. Proud is like one of the big Proud ones. And, and Grendel yeah. also both come yeah. to names. Huge improvement. And I think Reiner had most improvement. By the way, you have to ban his set. You, you, you can't you, you actually, It's so actually confused. ridiculous that a support player's set is that scary, but it's... It's triple flex then. Because Ace also uses that pick really well in the mid lane, and I'm yeah. sure Paz um, can probably play it okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he did it and he did it. In spring. Um, I mean, like the other thing with Ryan and I is like I know I kind of my eyes were initially drawn to him mm. basically after the uh, the Hawks game in spring, the second Hawks yeah. game where he basically outplayed the the whole of the Hawks squad twice on the tower, but I was like, okay. This guy is really good. I know I've had my eyes on Archer. I know he's been really good. But I think actually his lane partner in some ways is the, is the, is the, the one I think is sometimes the real magic maker in that lane because he sets so much stuff up so, so well. He's very smart about um, how he looks for engages. His roams are very well timed. Mm. Um, he is a great engage guy. Like he's a very good set for that reason. He finds those engages when you need it. Very smart with him vision plays the lane very aggressively particularly at level two yep. all of those things are pretty exciting and you know when you do have that skill on a, on a number of different champions his thresh and set are the ones that really come to mind then you should be very excited about this guy because i think he is a, another superstar on the team i really do i actually think his tom kent is really good too <laughs> a little less I, I, exciting I, 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 but yeah <laughs> i know it was in spring yeah but this is the thing like v3 just actually don't have a weak point in the team anymore even if we go arguably maybe ace is the weakest point well he's got the best mid laner in our region as well as maybe one of the better mid laners in the world mechanically wise yeah assisting him there. with that that, that and the, you can't ask for much better honestly v3 of our team that have had a story where it wasn't quite good enough in spring 
then they leveled up and they had dominance across the region tying dfm's record from spring going hey guys we can do what you do and then promptly go on throughout the playoffs and everything and do it and let's give let's actually do that let's cover summer split gentlemen because spring is lovely to talk about but let's talk about the newer more recent stuff for our audience summer how did v3 run in and well win the lgl um, I suppose the easy answer is that their bot lane and jungle are just really, really, really good. Um, and sort of towards the start of summer particularly, they were playing very smart around the first 10 minutes and first jungle clear mm. or, or the level ones for the jungle in particularly where um, Boogie on the likes of Nidalee, on the likes of Raves, uh, was basically just dismantling opposing junglers mm. early on and then with the bot lane running like Thresh of Elios shoving in super hard winning the early skirmishes level two and level three they would dive bot unlock that lane and then just play through objectives from there and that was just good plans good champions and good mechanics that got them ahead it started shifting later into the season where they became a bit more team fight focused, honestly, which had been yeah. V3's slight weakness at points yeah. in previous times. And let's um that's actually that did become a bigger thing. Let's pivot on that team fight Nymera. If you could take that over and be like, how did V3 pivot? They looked dominant doing their thing, but then initially I said they okay. changed and they adapted and they got better at more than one thing. What did they do? So, if you go back to their sixth game in the summer split, that was versus Detonation Focus Me, um, this was the first game where V3 had found themselves not at a huge early game lead. And it wasn't necessarily on the same kind of uh, comfort that they had. They had um, Lee Sin and Maokai in that game, which were um, not some champions which they'd really pulled out. I think that was actually the first... No, it was the second Lee Sin game um, of the split for them. They did have their Aphelios Thresh, yep. but this was the first kind of time where their lanes weren't being completely ganked to oblivion by boogie he wasn't super far ahead on something that could just kind of be an, an unkillable frontline in a trundle or just the burst threat in the lee sin yep. um and they fall behind versus dfm who are a team which we'd had our eyes on and they team fight the way back from it they find the perfect team fight where ebby overextends in bot side jungle and they punish that they punish it by pulling Gang out of position, which pulls the rest of the team out of position for a DFM. They commit to saving their top laner, and they pounce on it. They take a load of globals away, they get a huge amount of shutdowns, and then they get uh, mid lane out of turret from that. Then DFM commit to a fight just after that, trying after everyone's back and respawned. If they lose another fight, V3 end the game off of that. It was a really good, concise way to look at how V3, even though their early game plan, which has normally been immaculate, if it doesn't go to plan, they do have ways to team fight themselves out of ruts. Mm -hmm. And that being against Detonation Focus Me is huge, as any of our international listeners will be probably only aware of Detonation Focus Me, who we, we yeah. must sadly give the this heartening news of they actually had their worst split of all time, mm -hmm. only having a 50% win rate, getting into still playoffs with a 7-7 seven seven record mm -hmm. uh, as our top six teams out of the eight get into playoffs. So it's a lot more forgiving to get into playoffs, but because our the playoff bracket works over in the ljl there's a there's a long trip for them to make if they are to make the finals which uh well of course they do but coming back to v3 by week six v3 esports had two wins above any other team in the ljl and that's at 11 and one they were dominant and there's that's the only word i feel like really describes the level of that what v3 were playing at gentlemen they were just better than all right 
and the one loss they had was a game where it's still honestly v3 were the better team in the loss versus crest gaming act you mm. know that team which has aria that crazy mid laner which plays solo queue mentality they kind of outdrafted themselves and they didn't have a great win condition and they still made the game competitive through reiner and boogie playmaking in the early game to make ganks happen where realistically they shouldn't mm-hmm. have um i think v3 look so dominant because they make their job so easy by having really it good does. vision control. Yeah. Resetting around the map well because uh, Reiner always knows when to reset to turn up to another lane. Boogie is passing towards the fight yeah. almost with unerring accuracy. Whenever there's a fight, Boogie just <laughs> happens to be there at the right time. And that's something that, that, that's a, that, yeah. It's, it's a really big thing yeah, about how you're sense. tracking the game, right? It's game sense, yeah. So I think that V3, if they, the reason that they were so um, dominant is because they made their job so easy by doing this stuff. And then and- scooting on, sorry, Initialize, we must keep yeah. scooting on, but I'm going to give you this next part, actually. Mm. Um, so got, uh, V3 had one upset with CGA and Aria and crew giving them, actually, we're still here, and guess what? I am the best mid laner, so do respect <laughs> me, um, and which Nymera obviously enjoys. Um, we then zoom on to week seven, so a few weeks later. Uh, V3 are still very dominant. Uh, they come into this week with a record of just 11 and one, phenomenal record. Go to week seven, they actually go only go one and one, they go 12 and two, still two games above second place. Now, second place actually go, uh, first and second place actually go into a gaunt match and then the loser of that drops into the lower bracket so it's similar yeah. to a lot of fighting game tournaments if any of you are familiar with that however there's only an, one upper bracket for two teams and then everybody the rest of the four go into a lower bracket if you're interested i do recommend checking out the wiki which for the playoffs i will also be including in the show notes lovely listeners it's certainly helpful to keep an eye on it but going into week seven and then their playoffs team um, initialized Sengoku were able to actually defeat V3 Esports mm. but in playoffs V3 dismantled Sengoku how did that really go through oh man so what happened in playoffs I mean like and to kind of offer some context like there is but there was a question much like there was in spring like in spring as well okay how on earth do you bring down DFM in summer, it was, well, how on earth do you bring down V3? Yeah. Um, and there aren't that many answers. But one of the ways that people were thinking about doing was saying, okay, if you can make, if you can track Boogie, not even necessarily shut him down, but kind of uh, new to him, mm. try and make him a little bit impotent in the game, make sure he's knowing having little impact then you have some options and if you can keep the bot lane curtailed as well, keep them stuck in lane, keep them caught under the tower, you have ways forward. And but Sengoku, was Sengoku able to do that, sir? They weren't, because <laughs> what happened was uh, Boogie had his team back him up at the early critical fights when you are on these um, snowball farming junglers. It was Lilia versus Graves in this instant with Boogie on Lilia. Um, and the blank has normally been, to, uh, you know, a very smart pathing jungler. Former world's winner. Uh, yeah, former world's winner. We know the blank knight. He has got a pedigree to him he's a very smart jungler and he kind of knew what he needed to do is say okay i need to fight for this scuttle so i can um chin the fort. C- c- continue to get this pressure the, the problem is the difference is it's not necessarily what the jungle junglers are doing it's whether or not the teams can back them up and how quickly they do see do so v3 as a team sack waves just to come and help boogie up wherever he's doing they follow in the um 
But then they do yeah, that for every member on the team. They do that for yeah. Archer. They yeah, do that for again. Ace. They do that uh, for Paz. They they honestly back each other up as a unit, yeah. right? I mean, I I will mm. say it's it's primarily around um, Bo Boogie and Reiner because they're the playmakers, the guys who tend to be starting <laughs> off play. So they, they tend to go to these guys. And the it's, person it's... who's typically responding is Ace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ace is like, well, I guess I've got to sack I'm, two I'm, waves. For and this. like for for instance, like in the Sengoku series, he had a CS per minute. Of of like 6.3 oh, yeah which is it like, wasn't good okay it wasn't good but but it just doesn't matter because his like his jungler's got like 150 more dpm than the enemy jungler and his and, ad carry's got two dpm over and, the enemy ad carry and Perian just couldn't do anything because ace would be like vaguely throw the lane ah, i don't yeah. really care if i get gold okay yeah. i'll yeah. go off there and then yes yeah and that was just yeah. partly the series against sengoku v3 yeah, playing exactly. around each other and dominating yeah. it right or, or, or specific playing around making sure boogie gets sure. to the point where he needs to and uh particularly around those early river fights river control yeah. v3 are just faster than most other teams to get to that place and once they've kind of won those early skirmishes that's when the vision came comes in and when the the we call i suppose the way we've been phrasing it is macro fundamentals when sure. they are timing their resets getting so, their vision down the right way yeah but it's, then, it's like that one quote from halo combat evolved you know they've always been faster <laughs> but they're also controlled. They're faster, but they're controlled. They don't make unnecessary mistakes. Mm. They don't um, go blind aggression, similar to our lovely sisters over in the VCS. They, they're not blind aggression for the sake of blind flash. aggression. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They are strategic, but uh, strong-willed. However, with that victory, that meant V3 went straight into the finals uh, with a rather decisive 3-1 over Sengoku Gaming. That means Sengoku had to face against DFM and uh, DFM 3-0'd Sengoku in a very upsetting fashion. I remember coming into that matchup and we were very excited. However, that meant Destination Focus Me versus V3. DFM from the bottom as, as our fourth seed coming into playoffs because they won their tiebreaker match coming rallying through all the way from round one coming into the finals we expected a match and we got our full five didn't we nymera we did uh game one kind of seemed like you know that victory i was talking about dfm earlier that first one of the season the regular season where um v3 just eventually just out team for dfm it mm. wasn't a huge early deficit game um but it was a game where v3 kind of bided their time they pulled out um, a combo which they used in the sengoku series of mm -hmm. the scion lilia and just waited for a sleep to land and then just pummel yep. them with the scion ult at full charge distance mm -hmm. uh, and then they just skirmished very very well and they got a lot of early dragons didn't really manage to pull that out in the next two games. They went down 1-2, and that's largely because in the next couple of games, DFM suddenly weren't losing the early dragons. They weren't no. forced mm. into really awkward fights around the third dragon, which is somehow, was in, in a lot of ways, how DFM have failed the split, particularly around second Herald, but it's not just that. Where they were forced into fights around objectives, which might end up end, ending the game, where, like, I don't know, they've got an Ornn and there's a Mountain Soul on the table. You can't really allow that to happen. That's an extreme example. Um... I think one of the big things was that um, Ebby was playing a lot of Shen, and in game mm -hmm. one, V3 had a Scion pick to do very well with it. It worked with the Scion Lilia comp too, but yeah. in the next couple of games, Paz really struggled versus Ebby on Orn and Gangplank, and also Ace was having a bit of a rough time versus Seros too. Just the whole team was not quite on the same yeah. page as they were in game one. It looked like DFM had kind of figured out what they tried to do. However, yeah, oh. to, to, to kind of like add in on that a little bit as okay. well, is it was... It was um, gang got his hands on leona again mm. and mm. D this was like it had been a while since we had seen v3's bot lane in a losing matchup sure uh, and 
they looked a lot less confident when they were kind of kept under two. Well, yeah, but V3 rallied back and two and what? Well, two games down. Well, one game down. Match point for Detonation Focus Me. Is this going to be the repeat upon many repeats? Well, we live in the future, gentlemen. We already know that V3 make it. We already know where they are in their group stages. Why we're doing this podcast? V3 rallied back really it hard, is. and there's a few. And I, honestly, every member of this team came back hard and fought hard. Paz started not losing the one v one versus Ebby, and now his solo queue name in the Korea in the chat in the Chinese server it is, is Ebby. He's like literally ABC, paying, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. paying homage to the man that yeah. honestly pushed him to the max. Boogie's Lilia. He's a one-trick Lilia, apparently, no. by the way, everybody. Yeah. He's already yeah. the best Lilia player maybe in the world. And uh, it's his... No, the problem is Kanavi exists. SOFM as well. But that's the level we're comparing Boogie to, which is where we have to keep reiterating this point. Yeah, It's worth noting. So Boogie had four games of Lilia this series. He had the highest DPM on his team. Um... Yeah, even know, higher than Archer on the AD carry role and stuff like that. Pretty he nuts. had more D he was the second highest DPM player in the series. The other the, the only person that was higher was the enemy AD carry, and that's mainly because he was just absolutely dumpstering people in team fights on Lilia. It's also Utapon. So yeah. we also uh, go, yeah. well yeah, if it's the man yeah. that Paz says there's only two players I'm scared of, yeah. it's like, well, Utapon and Aria. It's like, well, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Our aces, Zoe, came in super clutch. DFM decided not mm -hmm. to ban it yeah. away, not to even try and pick it away and have Cyrus maybe play uh, uh, Zoe for the first time. Nothing crazy. Didn't do it. We also saw that V3 were more than happy to face against Caitlyn, which was a huge priority pick. And, yeah. uh, well, that, that... It got a little bit... I will say it got a little scary because they went down a lot of gold that game and pulled it back yeah. because they're damn good team fighters. They are. They were like down yeah. nearly 5,000 gold. Uh, yeah, but, we know, like but we know that <laughs> script before. We did it with the 8k one once before what Nightmare told us. Versus yeah. DFM as well. We can do it again, lads. And, yeah. well, we have to talk about game five because uh, that's where the spicy stuff comes out, gentlemen. It does. Uh, so in game four, we saw that V3 did this double sleep combo with the Zoe and the Lillian and just allowed them to bide time and catch out someone like Soros' Azir. Soros did not have a particularly clean game on that champion. Game five, he ends up picking into that same matchup, the Zoe into the Azir. But then we get through the later... Also, it's worth noting that in this game, V3 first picked away Leona. They've been banning it apart from one game that Gang yeah. had got this champion in game two. They just they just couldn't deal with that pick. So they first pick it away. So that's what we definitely call a series meta, where you realize what picks, besides what the tier list of AD carries or whatever is, uh, else is on the table, that's what you need to take away. They take that away, and then later into the draft, they lock in a Felios. V3 only lock in a Felios when they do this one thing where they lane swap him. They end up pulling yeah. out a lane swap, and I know that SK did that versus Schalke back in the ULCS playoffs, at LEC rather. Wow, didn't get that title out of my head. But, um, and they they kind of failed pretty bad at it. Yeah, they it didn't weird. really make it stick. Um, but of course, V3 had pulled this out versus Sengoku in their first game too. But then you kind of picture this. So Archer had kind of bottled it versus... D well, no, the V3 had bottled it as a team versus DFM, but Archer particularly would have been quite heartbroken by that because the carry role and potentially had on his shoulders. For in game five to be your championship world spot deciding game, to be given a Phalios, a champion which is mm -hmm. very mercurial, can be very good or very bad in every, mm -hmm. any kind of situation, and have an entire team comp and situation early game plan designed to funnel you to a point of power you can run over the game, and to put this into the hands of the guy who couldn't quite make it work in spring, and to just say, look, go for it, that is the most anime energy I have ha had in quite some time. And, but, like, it wasn't even, like, no. the lane swap 
was like it didn't work it, well, really. well, well, well like well like it was like it was it was responded uh-huh. to pretty well was kind of what i was getting actually like dfm bring ricard up because they know the lane what's coming on to go for the 2v2 with the top laner in support mm. aha we can trade this around but it wasn't quite enough because it meant the aphelios was just a step ahead of the gin at all times and then they managed to push in harder with that like slight lead and get something from it which was really impressive because even when the lane swap doesn't break it, the game open the it, slight advantage it got was more than enough yeah it really was and gentlemen we must round this off now with our own personal expectations for v3 i'm sorry that i'm zipping through so many I of these know, things but not. we need to because time is of the essence Coming into this, we had medium to low hopes. I remember our tier list, V3, were a mid-tier. We were like, maybe they might be really good. We don't quite know. Their spring split remains... Uh, we need to see changes before we fully know what happens. They have made those changes, and now V3 have been able to showcase where they are. Coming into this, what are our expectations? Very briefly, gentlemen. Coming into plans and looking through it halfway through summer split, we sat there thinking there's another LPL team coming in. There's another EU team coming in, and EU looking like they have more depth than they have done in previous years. Mm. So what that means is that whereas before you'd have two wildcard teams make it into the group stage just because the, the all you'd have all the major region teams and then just two wildcards to throw in as the last two, then you're suddenly thinking, ah, shit. Having an LPL and EU team chucked in, that makes things really, really hard. Then the VCS teams, unfortunately, had to drop out because uh, of their their um, national situation with their borders not allowing anyone back into the country. Mm-hmm. So if they left, they wouldn't be able to get back in. And now, with PSG, with a lot of roster issues coming mm-hmm. in too, things are looking a lot more heartening for V3. And I know that people are obviously going to have their eyes on teams like UOL, a very well-known team across the history of... Um, we'll, we'll cover like, them in a stuff. moment. Yeah, 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 sure. And, and, and a yeah, whole lot oh, of yeah. other teams. And, uh-huh. and you know, and a huge fan base for CB LOL and, and the OCE team, stuff like that too. The LGL is a relatively unscouted region when it comes to a lot of like the, the Reddit audience and stuff. Yes. I think V3 are much better than people are currently thinking right now. Yeah. I think that's fair. And like, as far as my expectations... Um, I expect them to at least get to a best of five. I do not expect them to be last. I think they are too good and they have too much. I think there is hope that obviously PSG are severely weakened in the group. Sadly, but yes. Yeah, and and that's a real shame. It really is. But that's on the other hand, their loss is V3's game. Exactly. Well, you do take those. Um, And I think Unicorns of Love obviously are going to come in and look at a very similar space and go, excellent, there we, we can find something out of it. But I don't think V3 will be walkovers i think they should be able to challenge you well and may well be able to beat them actually in terms of some of where they're strong i think particularly ananasic um will find Buki a stiff stiffer competition than i think he would be necessarily expecting so uh, his uh, which i think therefore gives us hope for this squad i expect them to get a best of five and i expect them to at least have an outside chance of pushing some of these other teams around yeah so absolutely so with the group stage well rather with the play-in stage how it's going to be work it uh work is there have been there's been a decision well not a decision actually there has already been a show where they did the group draws for both the play-in stage as well as the main event group so if you're not quite sure of those you can either watch it or as always as i'm getting better at doing this as we go through i will have a link to the wiki as i love supporting the wiki as uh, they have been very kind to us as well um with the breakdown of how worlds will work and the stages we're going to mostly be focusing on group b 
because uh, that's the team, no, that's the group that V3 Esports are currently in, but we will also be covering Group A and our quick overview thoughts, as uh, it is important that we do also talk about those teams as well in regards to V3 Esports, if they are able to make it deep. How play-ins are going to work is you first off do a best of round robin. You do a best of one round robin, and first place just gets you straight into the main event gentlemen and that's like the big ticket isn't it yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and because um, it's only a single best around best of one round robin two one one classic wildcard upset could change the entire group stage mm -hmm. oh it really could i mean i'm getting um i was watching the cb lol um they did a lovely video that um emma actually showed me which actually showcased the history i completely forgot that albix nox lunas are the only team from the wildcard region to ever make it to the knockout stage of worlds yeah and that is still yeah, something that hasn't been done and they are a team that ran it out and caused upsets yeah. everywhere and, from and they, they they beat like prime rocks tigers yeah like yeah, holy crap that was something and uh, a lot of people are making comparisons between them and the unicorns of love but uh, before we go on to that i do need to finish off this i just wanted to say how exciting this best of round robin is going to be after that the lowest the first place as i've already mentioned will be default straight into the main event group stage yep. however the lowest team that fifth place team will sadly be knocked out of the tournament commiserations to them best of luck next year However, that still leaves us with three teams. Seed three mm -hmm. and seed four, so third and fourth place, will play a best of five knockout game. And the winner of that will actually play second place in the opposite group, which is yep. really important for us. Because honestly, this is why I think V3 Esports have high rolled more than any other reason. I think this is why we high rolled, gentlemen. Because... If we have to go against Liquid, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Boogie's going to have fun against Broxer. <laughs> Just think, imagine yeah, think, that yeah. shit. So I, yeah, I think pretty much anything but last is workable for V3, right? Very um, workable. So I mean, uh, have we ran down the groups yet? For, uh, no, uh, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Do you want to do that quickly? So let's quickly yeah. just run down the group. Uh, so Group A um, has Ints, Legacy Esports, Mad Lions, Paprika, Super Me, uh, Supermassive, and Team Liquid. And for Group B, we have LGD Gaming, PSG Talon, Rainbow Seven, Unicorns of Love, or UOL, and then our lovely boys, V3 Esports. I love it, you just say Ints. And like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, that's what my hope is for them. Yeah, no offense, but, uh, but uh, they, they did play. They did play Ari in their final, so I've got, you know, I've got it's a bit of a soft spot for them. But, true. Um, yeah. So I guess they are trying to um, end. Yeah. So I think the thing with um, V3 right now is that so we were talking about PSG have some roster issues mm -hmm. though. Their Korean players can't play, and also their AD Carry Unified, who is a real core really component. Good. Of that team, really good. Can't play for all of play-ins. No. So so, so he, he can play. He can play for like part of it, um, but we're not sure exactly when. Does that mean he'll play in some of the best of ones? Is it only the best of five slash anything else that comes in after that point? We don't know yet. But if it comes to the point where like UOL get to face them, 
Whereas I think it, it, I think actually even before that, I, I would have said V3 have a fighting chance, especially in the best of one setting mm -hmm. against them, given that V3 had been very good in best of ones throughout the regular season two. And, and the fact that PSG are a really slow team comparative yeah. to a lot of the playing teams, whereas V3, we talked about them like having quite explosive early games in the early regular season, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and when you already have a matchup against one of the pool one teams, we're like, okay, yeah, that's definitely winnable. The pool two teams are suddenly like, okay, yes, this is achievable. We might actually be able to get some good results in this group. So, gentlemen, on Twitter, I posted my personal playoffs. I grabbed this from the LPL caster Munch as uh, he posted this lovely PNG. I predicted that V3 Esports would be second place. So they would be facing the ultimately uh, competitor from the opposite side. And this is another thing where I think, honestly, we might high roll because I'm not so super personally worried about any of the other wildcard regions. I would be far more concerned if we had to play a best of five versus the Unicorns of Love, Talon, or Rainbow Seven, personally. Uh, Controversial, but that's where I'm at. I think we high-rolled. If we can get second um, place, we high-rolled. So, I mean, I, I was asked a couple of questions on Twitter too, just through DMs and stuff about hmm. what I think of the group draw, what I think of the other things. I... LGD are really good. I, I don't think we... I, no. I, it's like 80-20 to LGD, even more than that, maybe. They're a really good team. They, they also are. have a very strong jungler in Peanut, so maybe Boogie can be nullified. Mm -hmm. But V3 are a team that have pulled out stuff like lane swaps. They've had some strange strategies going around. If they can practice some good old cheese, I think we can have one of those classic wildcard upsets. I think... Unicorns yeah. of Love are a team which a lot of people are very high on right now. I think people are too high on them. I don't think they were pushed too hard in the regular season, although yeah. I will need to go overview them myself. So I do think that I do think that if it was a best of five between third and fourth team UOL V3, really, really interesting. Mm. I think that could go to like four or five games, but I don't think that's like a straight up win for UOL either. And then I look at um, Rainbow Seven and PSG Talon, and I think that we're probably favored in those matchups. I would agree uh, with you on that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the thing with LGD is like maybe you can pull off what Suning did against them and you hard camp Peanuts level one and you just look to win that and from there you can tear apart the way LGD want to play. The problem is they've just got very strong laners. Like Shie is mm. a monster, frankly. He's a really, really good laner. I've been a fan of this guy for ages. Him, of course, he was famously on the WE roster with Mystic, who obviously ended up on a Freak of Freaks this year, and they were trying to hard carry their team from the depths for a, a many years in the LPL and, of course, finding a team at Worlds again. Uh, yep. He's very, very good. So I don't necessarily expect LGD to, to fall to anybody here outside of a big upset, which obviously can happen. There's just too much talent there. Maybe you can do it through shutting down the jungle over one. Go again, look at that third place match. It's how Sooning did it, but comes with the questions i think talent are in a difficult spot i think uol and v3 should be an interesting matchup but i completely agree with nymera I, I don't think they were pushed very much in the regular season the only team that really challenged them was gambit and even that was finals, even barely yeah, yeah. And, and, and like and even then in the finals like a gambit threw a game they really shouldn't have done and like that kind of thing is like okay you guys are good don't get me wrong in fact you are definitely a threat in this group never well, they, doubt that but yeah. um the way you play is kind of is a little bit bot side focused. V three do that well. I also mm. rate uh, Boogie over an Anasik, and I think they have I been quite that's, reliant that's a, on an Anasik. That's be... a really fun matchup to watch. I think. Yeah, I think that'll I, be the big matchup in plans. Uh, and I think just in terms of Boogie's pathing is smarter. 
frankly. Um, I mean, okay, so then we're already saying I, we're pretty obviously we are biased towards V3. I mean, of course, yeah, I, yeah. I, this I was always yeah. this is this is always going to be the case, and uh, I mean, we're all trying to figure out where we yeah. think honestly one non-biased where we think groups will go, and I don't outside of LGD. Um, this, I think completely up for grabs. I think, yeah, I think second yeah. place is up yeah, for grabs. And also, grabs. over in Group A, Mad Lions and Team Liquid, I don't think are anywhere near as hard of a lock as they would like to be, as I could easily see two out of the three wildcard teams upsetting them big. And that's one well, the Brazilian I mean, team. Like I'm scared for Brazil. Honestly, I'm happy we're not with them. I think we high rolled not being with them. Uh, I'm scared of Brazil. Yeah, I think that's like is the big one, really. Yeah, super massive. I know that Yamato is huge. Is it Kakao on that team? Yes, it's Kakao. Fuck that. So, you know, one of the best junglers of all time has, of course, not necessarily back in a season four form, has ended up somehow in Turkey in the depths there. Zeitnot, very famous. Zeitnot and Snowflower, actually, both players have really, really storied at this point on that team, too. So I think that. I think that they have again the individual talent. I haven't really looked a lot of their games yet, so I'm gonna like refrain from like placing them. I'm hard less in knowledgeable on their solo laners. Yeah, but still, there's a lot to be surprised about yeah. and excited about. Um, gentlemen, now, how far do you think V3 are gonna make it? Do you think we're gonna make it deep into the knockout stage and we might lose to a second place team, or we might be a second place team and we might lose there, um, or? Do we go into groups? Looking at where we've got now and the most amount of information you currently know, you can just be yes, no, I don't know. Okay. I think we... Okay, go I don't have a lot of faith in Rainbow 7, so I think I huh? can wipe them off. So that's one team out. Talon are in an awful space. It's sure. not their fault, but that makes it difficult to put them down third, fourth. That means we're probably competing with UOL. And we've already mentioned where we think we've already done that. to yeah. cut above. Well, honestly, my research for LGD is actually we're very comparable to them in stats and a lot of things. Slash, we're better than them in a lot sure. of things. Granted, the amount of matches is but still equivalent, and then we've like been doing LGD's that. LGD's competition is like top esports. But like, GDG. where they pull and IG <laughs> and FPX. And, yeah. But then, actually, the, some of these teams have been looking less competitive than they previously had been, and maybe LGD was at the top of the rest. It's also very important to see how this play-in goes for LGD if they are so shown to be slightly weaker than they are expected to be that's mm. going to cause problems mm. for analysts going forward because LGD yeah. are going to be a huge benchmark for how JDG I mean, and Top Esports are seen because if there's cracks there yeah. that shows playing teams in wildcard regions uh, and that means also major yeah. regions are going to be able to crack LGD yeah. and I mean, uh, top, well, top Esports yes. and, and the, th JDG. the thing with LGD is like again I need to go back and watch that, that third place match again to really make sure I'm getting on this right I feel they still fall into that trap of just picking fights a little bit because they see them. Mm. Uh, whereas like, skill check, yeah. JDG, yeah. Whereas like JDG top, uh, Suning even are are a little bit um, play like playing for something. Even if it's like mm -hmm. okay, we just have the item advantage here. We can go for this. Um, and sometimes that can catch LGD off guard. Of course, often they can do it because they're very talented. And, you know, like mid jungle is dumb, like their bot lane's great. Bin's a role player, but that's sometimes what you need when the rest of your team is doing mad stuff. Sometimes True. you just need to sack away and teleport in. Um, yep. So, 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 like, so yeah. So where yeah. are so where are V three gonna end up, gentlemen? Um, second third for me. Second, second third. third. I think I'm there with you. Yeah. Do we? Th how do we think they're gonna go in the knockout stage? So if they are second, they'll be facing one of the teams from Group A, which is. I mean, as much as I think Mad Lions and Liquid are 
potentially upsettable. I think that they do have a very high standard of play, so I think they're well, likely... we also might not have to play two. them, because if they're first and second, they'll be on the opposite side always. Well, that's the, that's yeah, the thing, exactly. right? So I'm trying to figure out who would be coming through in a best of five settings. So I'd imagine... Supermassive. I'd imagine it would be Supermassive or... or maybe Mad Lion. I, I think I'd actually, maybe no. Liquid might outdo Mad Lion. Oh shit, no. So I think Mad Lion, so so, well, or... one of those two by default get the first seed in my eyes. Yeah. Which means yeah, the second yeah. seed is on the other side. If if Team Liquid is second place, we won't ever have to play them. That means we only have to play yeah. Supermassive, yeah. Legacy, or uh, the yeah, Brazilian yeah. team of Ints. So, in so I, I, I think... Yeah, I, 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 I think my <laughs> eyes, I think, I think in my eyes, it'll be Mad going through first. I yeah. think they have a better matchup yeah. into Liquid. I've predicted because that. Liqu basically because I think Liquid... Ha and I mean, of course, Liquid are a very smart team. They've got very storied players. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to see this change. But from what we've seen of them, they tend They're to play... Slow. The, they play slow. quite slow. And also their style is quite like, okay, I'm going to play one of these three champions. Mm. And against a team like Mad Lions are very creative. Like these are the guys that pulled out Senna Wukong. Um, there is absolutely a world where like Impact picked Mordekaiser and there's just like they've got something ready for it or it's like yeah we're gonna run like Ash Thresh bot lane and then uh, they watch cars you go well I've got Draven watch me and you know like, there's that kind of thing where I just think Mad Lions are a more versatile team sure. even if they are a little bit more a little less consistent I think is the way so, to put so it so let's quickly just break this down so we we're all predicting v3 sports second or th uh, third i've already put them I, definitively of the yeah, internet I, on, as second personally as i honestly I mean, believe i do think that be it, it depends because i know that v3 are playing psg on day two of their yeah. schedule so there's yeah. a chance that unified is back mm, um, maybe so maybe that made things harder um I, and also, it's just single best of round one, like we're saying. So I, I don't expect them on on paper to go fourth, but I think it's a it's a quite a sizable possibility because of the chance yes. of an upset. I, I I write off the chance of them going fifth. Like I'm just refusing to acknowledge that's a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, that would be very bad. That was well. Uh, we, we just uh, go well. We got it wrong, lads. We got it wrong. Doesn't matter. Whoops. Oh well. Best delete all those Reddit comments. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. We stick by them because we're like we don't we don't disagree with what Pasta said. We just uh, look a little bit sad. Do we think now quickly, gentlemen, that V3 will make it into the group stage? Yes, I think yes. yes. I think yes. Yes, but not a solid yes. Okay, so tentative that, yes um, and soft so put it yes. This way, I think I think if you have a best of five where PSG turn up and they come up second, and you have a best of five between UOL and V3, that could go five games. And I think that I wouldn't be like I, w I would favor V3, but not heavily. And again, <laughs> I, this might seem disrespectful to PSG or UOL, or whatever, because I, I know we've been talking down on PSG. Um, but if you look at like UOL stats, I'm there like, okay, for a team which really crapped on their region, not a great first blood rate. It's only like 60% of them. Just go check what it is. That's surprisingly low. I would assume it would be at least in the 80s minimum yeah, if they're that um... dominant. Okay, while you're doing that, Nymera, initialize. Hmm. How far are V3 going to make it in your eyes? Are they making it to groups or are they going to just stay at the very top of play-ins? And this is a sign of things to come maybe for moving up similar to UOL. So I think in my eyes, I think V3 get to that best of five that decides whether they get into group. Okay. That so best of five, I then think is a 50-50. I love how so we're I, all basically around that mark. 
That, yeah. that, like, that, I think this is the yeah. best chance of Japanese team will ever have of doing that. But it's also one of the things we're bringing in. Currently. Styles from, styles from, well, yeah. But it's styles from around the world with teams that could be good, could be bad. We've kind of said, yeah, not convinced by Rainbow 7 from what I've seen and heard of them. Mm. PSG are in a difficult spot. That is great sure. for uh, V3. UOL of the competition, I think one way or another, either we end up in that sort of third place space, fight our way to the one above, hmm. or we end up in the second place and fight whoever comes up from the third, fourth on the other side. If Then it gets yeah. interesting. So, gentlemen. Uh, oh, well, first, Nymera. That stat, please. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I was just saying, particularly in the UOL thing, like, actually the stats are kind of all over the place for both teams. So you've got hmm. UOL with like a 68% first blood rate, which is not that high for a team which only Ooh. lost, what, one game? <laughs> no, what, one, yeah, the whole whole split. Yeah, they, that, went, that was in, they had that a perfect was in summer, run in, in summer as well. 14-0. They've joined yeah. that elite club of yeah. five teams, I think I found when I sent initialize that whole that. crazy Fanatic, research five, paper I did. Summer, there was an Immortals... Oh, no, there was like a TSM split. Me, but, me yeah. and Sam have access to a document I did. I need to send that to you, Alex, just so yeah, we have all... <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, I'm bored one Sunday evening. And I'm like, I'm going to find out how yeah. many teams are perfect splitted. Yeah. But that's, that's insane that... Uh, so what do you know v3's uh first blood rate so ul have got like 68 percent v3 yep. have got 83 <laughs> percent um with like a 90 so on blue side it's like a 92 percent first blood rate for your uh for, for v3 which is crazy right so yeah and okay so it looks really good you got a first tower ul have like a crazy first tower percentage 90 percent v3 only down to like 60 percent first dragon slightly towards v3 at 56 compared to first two first Wait, they don't get UOL. first dragon they have first turret but they never so they're always trading turret yeah. for dragon right well, okay and, and of course it depends on your uh, depends on the side of the map and junglers and bot lane stuff sure. like that uh, but yeah i think that um it's not necessarily a very one-sided statistic um kind of win for UOL. it's not v3 again had a very dominant split of course they did struggle a little bit against dfm in the finals mm -hmm. and they did lose that one game with Sen sengoku in the playoffs but it's not like a team which has been hyped up as much as UOL. They, they don't have that crazy overwhelming on paper advantage gentlemen it's why we are the believers and why we are spreading the word of v3 esports because um every time i talk to someone about boogie they don't even know who he is and i'm just like you you've missed maybe the the best run of a jungler to have in a wildcard region for a while and he was a relatively no name but kind of unknown and now at worlds i'm so happy he's back to the international stage and hopefully he can showcase the, the pure mechanical knowledge and skill and just so many things around how good he is and v3 now gentlemen we're going to stop talking about v3 and the lgl and the kind of all of that now we're not even going to talk about wildcard regions we're actually going to do something that we normally talk about off air but we're going to bring it on air for a very short period of time and we're going to be wrapping up the podcast star dear listeners with this part so if you skip the v3 part it's going to be a very short episode for you <laughs> but um it's important we have all of this and lads so coming into groups what are your overview thoughts of coming in? Obviously, the groups themselves we've been announced. I've got some. Mm. I've got some vague notes here. We don't have to follow them perfectly. Sam's given us a gorgeous document of his thoughts regards to all of the groups. But coming into this world, what's your thoughts? Uh, NA is screwed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I, I just think that the level of teams this year is so ridiculous, and the groups and how the pool situation has turned out in terms of like um, NA second seed being in pool three not pool two hmm. and stuff like that has been 
it's led to these group draws being all over the place. And like, okay, you can say that TSM in, in Group C. Okay, yeah, okay. So they're against Fnatic, not necessarily the hardest Pool 2 team. And G, not necessarily the hardest Pool 3 team. But actually, they are pretty damn good. And you're likely to get LGD if they were mm -hmm. to qualify because they can't be in any of the groups. So yep. suddenly they're like, okay, even TSM, who That's might have had the nicest, group. who have the nicer group out of them and FlyQuest, who have to play as freaking drx and top like it is such a hard ask for the na teams to get out and i you know i'm not necessarily an avid na fan but i do watch the region i i just think it's so difficult just based on format for them okay i guess if we're kind of starting there on group c that group is currently tsm fanatic gen g and that final spot if they were to win would have to be lgd because the other three have a group. chinese team in them so lgd would have to go there that group then becomes really, really, really hard to call because <laughs> none of the teams are out and out favorite and none of the teams are out and out bad, which makes you have got this really rough time working out who on earth gets through. And in some ways, it could be luck of the draw, who gets the better scrims, the better practice, the <clears throat> excuse I'm... me, better read on the meta. I'm oh, sorry, if, L if LGD sadly get upset and don't even make it there, yeah. I, I think any of the teams that get put there from our side of group B well, are going to stomp. If they can beat LGD, no, sorry. If they can beat LGD, think about it. If they, they would be, beat, if they, 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 they knock LGD threat, out, sure. that means they're as good. One. Oh no, no, no! I only um, mean not just that, but also if they, if um, LGD don't make it through the knockout stage in the best of five, because if they're knocked mm. out of play-ins, that that's, that makes it equally likely for a Group A team to get in. And I, okay, uh, no, because it's Europe. Because so uh, Mad Lions and Liquid couldn't go into that group either, so it has to be a wild card region. Um, yeah. That's so, very true. You are very true. Nah, that's why so, I'm. That's why I'm saying they will stomp because yeah. if they're able to get yeah. into that group, they're going to look at TSM and lick their lips because they're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I, just again, beat I think, I think of the of the groups, that's um, it's the easiest group. Yeah, yeah, but you, even then, it's like that's the yeah, prime group that any no, wildcard no, no, region no, want no, to no, go no, into. It, right? Put it this way: if if a wildcard group gets into groups, no wildcard group is getting to knockouts. None of them. Probably not. The no. level of the L, the L, the level of the LPL and the LCK teams and and the top EU teams is just far Very too high. high right now. So don't you want and to again, get I, into I think, Group C? Because that's only got a Korean group in it and no Chinese groups and no Chinese teams. That's the best one. Mm -hmm. You just have to be <laughs> NA and EU. That's easy. We can do that. Sure thing, buddy. Sure thing. <laughs> I believe. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So like I'm saying, so the thing with Group C, I think if we, we stick with this one is. Um, I kind of put my name out and said, I think it's Fnatic and Gen G that get through. Um, yeah, even if LGD get them. Yeah, even if LGD get them. Mm, I, um, think, I think it comes down to Fnatic, right? Yeah, because I think uh, that that's just it. Because I think Fnatic are very mercurial. Specifically, Bwipo and Hillisang are so mercurial, but they are really good when they're on. They're, I think Reckless is playing really well right yeah. now. Yeah. I think I also... it hurts Reckless a little bit that Senna's been nerfed because I think he's actually quite a good Senna player. Sure. That's a bit sucky. But um, it also hurts Double Lift. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he does at the minute. Ironically, really, uh, considering how long he <laughs> was. Was Senna player and now best um, and then bad? He's very good. Um, I generally put Genji ahead basically because I think Ruler and Life are just fucking insane. Um, mm. Like, they're really, really, really good. Um, and I don't think. I think Nemesis is. Has struggled to find an effective champion. I think Nemesis is he's 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 pretty good in semis. I think yeah, exactly, exactly. Good. He's got things like Lucian he can pull out, and that's fantastic. I just need to see him on more stuff, and that worries me a little. But, but even um, if um, LGD make it into that group, he's still the worst mid laner because GA is just going to just yeah, destroy. Yeah, and so. there's Bjergsen, yeah. who is the best yeah. NA mid laner pro like now yeah, of all time. I, I, probably, I, think, and... I think my issue oh, is yeah. that I, I don't expect. I think Broken Blade has been. 
basically being said, like, I'm going to play the super aggressive champion like Jax and just really run at you. And That's Bjergsen, not going to work. Well, the other thing is that Bjergsen's been playing things like TF and people have TF not Gallius, been... So, yeah. yeah, and people have not been punishing that pick in lane. Like, you could absolutely punish that. I mean, when you're well, against the likes of... remember back to 2016 mm-hmm. when they were in the group with Samsung and yeah. he was getting, like, solo killed by Crown's Victor on a zillion, which he'd just yeah. not been punished on before. And it's like, well, yeah, there are players which, of that caliber which can do that now. Yeah, and, and like, I, I worry a little bit for TSM's place. I was like, okay, we will basically have Broken Blade go nuts in the top side and just join up with him with TF and stuff. Um, and I worry against the likes of BDD and Shea most likely that's going to be quite tough. I mean, even and as I a always... former TSM supporter myself, I just kind of, I, I just don't see yeah. this being the year. I think oh, like... well, I think the level of play at Worlds has just gone so high and the only team that I thought could represent NA properly was C9 before they all fell apart, sadly. And now I'm kind yeah. of like, eh. I mean, that, that's kind of me, my, my thing as well, is actually, like, mm. TSM, like, and no, this is not taking away from them at all, because I think they've really no. improved. Actually, I think Bjergsen in particular, like, before I go elsewhere, has been on the best form I have seen him Nine on v1. Since, since, since 2016. Like, like, he is yeah. looking so, so good, and I'm very excited to see him at Worlds against some of these other mid laners. But I've still got a couple issues just in terms of, actually, some other teams in NA have really fallen off, and that's as TSM were on the rise. It's like, that really frustrates me because I would have liked to see if TSM were going to come first, that they did it against a full strength C9, that Liquid sure, yeah. hadn't got mildly figured out. All of these other things well, as well. So Dom was uh, saying this on, on Facebook that the NA teams all went to five games against each other. There isn't a massive deal of between yeah. all three of them. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you because when he said that, I was like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, FlyQuest was a best of five, Liquid was a best of five, and when they played each other, like it was a best five, of five. So yeah. it's uh, that's a problem for them. Gentlemen, I don't want to spend too much more no, time on Group we'll C, on. so let's move yeah. over to uh, Group B, the Group of Death, um, it's as, it's been, as it's been coined. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there are two potential rough. finalists in their group. There's JDG and Damwon who could all have like very this. reasonable arguments to say these are finalists. They're very much top four teams at the mm-hmm. very least. So then you're sat here going like, oh, bloody hell. Everyone else in that group is going to get absolutely shafted. It's Still best murderous. of one. EU and best of one with some crazy picks can always do some weird stuff. But you've also got, it's also Rogue, which is the EU team in that group. If it's someone with like the more mercurialness, like you're saying, of Fnatic or G2, mm-hmm. maybe... Yeah, of God, course they were. Can you possibly. imagine they, if the G2 not, was oh, yeah. in that group? Oh. No, obviously, obviously, you can't have that. You can't have that, right? Because, just because the way the pools were working. So it's only Rogue that could have ended up there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, or FlyQuest. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But then, uh, yeah, in terms of EU teams, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I um, but then uh, you look at Rogue down, I'm like, okay, Finn, he's not awful, but you're putting him up against, like, Nuggery and, 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 like, oh god it's just so crazy zoom that's the guy i was trying to look for a second, yeah. So I was trying to remember zoom. yeah you look at these guys and like you you cannot you cannot give these people any kind of openings they just end up winning the and, game yeah. through one lane and the thing is it's not just it's not just zoom it's not mm-hmm. just nuggery it's nuggery and canyon it's zoom and canavi who are possibly in contention the for the best in the, the best top v 2v2 players in the world right now they well, are really good for any of and, our like, listeners inspired doesn't play around top well, for any of our listeners that don't know, Down One were decisively the best team in Korea, oh, winning yeah. their finals in 3-0 fashion, it was, right? 
it was yeah. slightly sad to watch. Yeah, actually, yeah. oh no, it was. That's why I'm trying to remember. It. I was like, was that the quarterfinal match? Oh no, the semifinal match, which was more interesting, or was it the finals, yeah. which was the sad one? Um, and and then JDG had a, an epic battle versus oh, Top Esports, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we will briefly cover in uh, when we cover Top Esports. But like, this is like, regardless who the wild card is, mm. I don't care who the wild card is. This is the worst group to get put into, lads. This just uh, you could you could be liquid in that group if um, PSG oh, don't. It's bless, like this, bless, so liquid. PSG um, don't qualify. Bless Lions. Liquid. So if PSG qualify, then NA have to go into uh, Team Liquid has to go into Group A, and then I think by press elimination that um, you have to have Group B being a wild card um, or a different. Um, it has to be wild card or, or PSG. I think at that point, yeah. yeah. Which sucks, um, but. So so, so if like, oh god. So if PSG, actually, <laughs> I'm gonna say PSG are likely not to qualify. I don't think they've with, got the, with these roster problems. Really, I think yeah. it's a really sad space for them. I kind of. It is. I mean, maybe I, they pull I, it out. Okay. Maybe the quality of players, maybe, there, maybe the quality coaching is there. But yeah, they do have some really good. It, it sounds like we're disrespectful, but like, don't act as like it's a done deal. PSG are getting through. I think there's a very real chance they don't, even though they are technically one of the the. the major regions uh, you know because they do have multiple seeds but it's not crazy to assume that all these teams are scrimming against each other and all we've no. heard from so far is boogie is very positive with the scrimming so far the man is very happy oh, with how things like, are going on all this he's also on all the streams doing this chinese super server stuff he's like high enough rank to be on those things too and yeah. so then team, you look at okay yeah. oh my god if liquid gets into group v they are so so shattered. it's like it's like way it matter who they are. it's like way we made it and you're screwed because you've got potentially yeah. as nightmare started with this and, and we're going to end it with this so apologies i want to just get on to our next group yeah, initialize yep. um we began with this statement we're going to end with it it's the finalists big group yeah it's up there yeah. it's up there it's, like, it's like one of the best groups we've ever seen at worlds definitely up there. like i mean the, the 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 top three most likely candidates to win world are damn one gaming jdg and top esports there is some wildcard dark horses in the likes of g2 and genji and a quick little tidbit to end this group off as we're going to group D, damn one and top esports can't play each other until the finals, gentlemen. Oh, I came yes. up down on JDG. JDG, top esports they could do. It's only if you're in the same group, you can't face each other until uh, the final. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. Yes. So, well, we so could you still can't face a team event. from your group until the I finals. I fucked yeah. it up there, lads. You get I put it into the opposite side of the bracket. <laughs> I, I, but, yes. Yeah, I think it's, we'll, we'll find out how it goes. But, but yeah, yes, it's, uh, that's phenomenal just to think that they can play each other in groups as the best of one, then we'll never play each other again until the finals. Unless they both make finals, yeah. Which is would be phenomenal, gentlemen. Let's go and talk about Group D. And, well, this is the second group of death because it's uh, first place China, second place Korea. And uh, yep. instead of Rogue, it's... Uh, Feels bad, man, for FlyQuest, isn't it? And a likely yeah. Mad Lions, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean like, to, before we go too much in this one, like, I yeah. will say I think Top are by far the favourites in this group in the way that Damwon and JDG, we expect a little more... I think Top are the favourites the tournament by quite yeah, a long way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I think Top are the favourites. No, no. There might be matchup discrepancies, maybe, where, like, it's just the playstyle. Someone has a yeah. better playstyle against them. But I, I, on, on paper, I'm there with you. I think that's true of everybody. We get to see Knight at Worlds finally. Oh yes. my god, I am so excited. 369 at Worlds, the man who plays Quinn in the top lane, like happily as a counterpick. He's a Fiora player. I am so excited. I'll keep going at some other time. But um, 
Also, a PCS jungler making a stand. Casa, come on, representing the region, even if the rest of the region has some problems. And we'll cover the only PCS team that are actually in groups by default because of how the seeding works and the qualification similar to PCS. Casa representing. I'm sorry, I had to make that shout out. I'm sorry. Casa is such a storied player. He is one of my favorite league players. He was around back in like season four on Flash back when I was watching all Season 5 was huge too when Flash Wolves were... Well, that was when, like, the LMS were the Korean killers. Yes. Where, like, Flash Wolves were the team that could actually take a game off these guys, and they were like... Yeah, yeah and they, they made things very, very interesting around, like, um, MSIs and all the other stuff too in, yeah. in later years. Yeah, no, I think that... Um, I, I look... Oh, God, it's just such a crazy group, Group D. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm like... I mean, like, yeah. what, I will, what I will say is I do think Dragon X are a little bit more vulnerable than some of the other Korean teams. They are I would more agree. consistent. I think Gen G are more consistent, I think. And I'll also say that it sucks that Deft is off form. Like, he mm. has been dealing with some injuries. Like, mm. he's got serious back problems. Same as Uzi, like, right? Por- Same yeah. as Porn. Oh, porn, well, porn, porn. Oh, is it not Uzi, uh, Porn? Okay. Uh, and oh. actually, and you saw it in the finals. He mm. kind of got a little bit dismantled in that bot side, mm. and that's a bit worrying. And the top side is a little bit less flexible However, than than a lot of the other Korean teams. Before, hang on, I'll, I'll just let me finish my point, and I'll yeah. pass over. Um, so, like, Pyoshik and, I believe, it's mm. Rascal for Dragon X? No, so it's Doran, isn't no, it? No, yeah, it's um, Doran, Doran. Yeah. Uh, are... A little bit newer, a little bit younger. Pyoshik in particular has picks. He's great on and other times he just looks really into But they got like his... Chovy and, yeah. li- and LS exactly. loves Chovy. But we, but we have no, potentially have no, no, the two Chovy. best. We've got potentially the two best <laughs> mid laners in the world going up against it. Well, Chovy we don't have like Aria. A in the... we, well, we, we don't have Aria, well, so is look, it really look, a competition? Deities aren't allowed. Oh, deities well, aren't allowed that's true. But like, but you know, we do get Chovy versus night showmaker would like to throw his hat in the ring but that's always good and we got to hope as well that death with a little bit of time off a bit of time to recover can come in and be a genuine threat we know he can be mm-hmm. um, so i expect them to come out second anyway and also remember um mm. deft is one of the most proficient players in downing chinese teams like yep. in history Remember, this is the guy that slaughtered the LPL when he was there. Sure. You know, he was on EGG, and he just absolutely crapped them. He was, was the guy rough. that was making sure that Uzi was not making into international compositions, because this guy was so, so good. He was the guy denying him MSIs, denying him everything else. And he's always been that guy where, like, when he goes up against an LPL team, Deft is the one guy, like, oh, yeah. Korea has this narrative around them where they're not necessarily as good at fighting in these messy situations versus the LPL, and then there's Deft. Remember, he uh, was part. Deft was part of that Samson Blue roster where Samson overtook yep. Worlds, and the, one of the like they ended up only losing to their sister Two team yeah. of Samsung White. Like, and, they- and also, and also, Samsung Blue in that year were better than Samsung White. It was only at Worlds where Samsung White bested Samsung Blue. It's yeah. the first series they won against them the entire year. It was great yeah. to see. But, yeah, yeah, they won the Spring Championship in 2014, taking down Nigel White Sword, mm-hmm. and and Deft has just been just a phenomenal player as we've already yeah. mentioned edg he just dominated everything won all the playoffs and basically said nothing to anybody else and honestly it's it's going to be phenomenal to see yeah, him back white in. shield that's a, ter- no, that's no. a team i haven't heard of back with they had they had, the they had they had they had well they also had um they had was that goon and watch on that team? Uh, i think it was yes yes it was, it was. Like, Go- so goon was a guy that could play only like four champions he could play like zed cast and oriana ari and they could do nothing else but those four he was one of the best like the best player in the world in those champions pretty much <laughs> so <laughs> what are our hopes it. for sorry bringing it back to group d gentlemen sorry um 
are we just expecting Dragon X and Top Esports? Or is there potentially yeah. a wild card that could come in and contest? Or has FlyQuest actually got a chance? Um, like, Wild Turtle's pretty high on his chances, even be, still. It would have to be Mad Lions that go into that group. Okay, um, and Mad Lions would dismantle and so, do mad so line things at, well no i look at that and i think like actually the mid lane is in that group really uh, even power of evil really really good really player good. he no, is that, that, always that, that, yeah. shown up in he's international competition really too it's his first back to time back to the international stage since he's been in na mm -hmm. so i look at this and i'm like chovy and knight really really good but actually honestly power of evil has played against faker in 2017 worlds and he was doing pretty well in that matchup and all that other stuff like this isn't he's a good I, player there are a lot he's of matchups he's an even though there are like there's a huge team diff there, I think that there are some matchups. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see that. I mean, also saying Torin so has been internationally well, like yeah. actually performed mm -hmm. well internationally. Wild Turtle has turned up and it sometimes actually I, has a decent performance. So, yes. so I mean, like I will put this out though. The thing with FlyQuest is like their big strengths have been their mid and jungle. Yes. Like the bot lane in recent weeks as well has been pretty good. And Ignar is, is a very good player. Well, he's, yeah, he, he partially yeah. got but, them but like, 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 <laughs> For better or for worse, Ignar can sometimes leave his AD carry out to strike because he just doesn't want to lane. And that's really frustrating. Which is fair. People playing with him. Um, <laughs> but like, you're also saying like, our strength is our mid and jungle. Like, yes, yeah, Santorin of Power of Evil versus Kasa. Uh oh. And Knight. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and, so and, and then there's Chovy on the other side. You're like, oh. And I'm like... It's all well and good when you've got those strengths, but when your strengths are being outmatched, mm -hmm. that's scary. And then when you've also seen, like, in the finals, Solo was left out to dry, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it was silly. He was. And you're doing that against the likes of 369, who has got so many counterpicks as it hurts. Like, you look at his roster of champions and when he's getting to pick things. Like, Knight doesn't get counterpick. He just says, I pick Syndra, and then you do what you want with me. So, um, whereas 369 gets Quinn. So, he gets he gets Fiora, you know. So, I mean, that means it's probably unlikely FlyQuest making through. We're predicting currently, tentatively, and obviously this is before any games are played. Obviously, once you see those first few games be played, then you go, ah, actually, I think it might go a different way. Lastly, gentlemen, we must quickly give our thoughts regarding Group A before uh, we mm -hmm. actually close out this podcast for any closing thoughts as uh, we're trying to keep it on a tight leash mm. this episode. Um, Group A, G2 Esports, Machi, yep. Sunning. We've already mentioned Sunning, how they're their own little entity, similar to our Rascal Jesters of Spring. They are kind they're of the, they're kind of a, a crazy bigger, better version of what Rascal Jesters hopes to one day become. Uh, Marchi, our PCS representative, and one mm. of the few minor regions actually gets a slot. Obviously, we're very sad the PCS don't actually get to represent um, on the group stage, which mm. is unfortunate, but sadly, this is the life we have to uh, lead. And then we have mm. uh, the former finalists of last year's world's G2 Esports who reclaimed their oh, top yeah. spot at the very end god they had to fight for it and, they, and they, they had to make a bit of a song and dance about it but they did do it and uh it looked rather good towards the end how do we think this group's gonna go and who can be slotted in here as the wild card or minor region yeah i mean before i throw over to nightmare because I, I took a lot of the last group um i mean in short this one is the group of life this is the group where um g2 are pretty happy sooning are pretty happy uh on a, like honestly match is not entirely disappointed in some ways no. like, at least third place lpl like there's something to that so i think it's and it's not a traditional play. lpl team uh, playing as well no. no i mean saying it's the group of life means uh, okay do i completely agree with that <laughs> i think that um i would say that technically group c is the group of life i think because i look at like tsm fanatic gen g and they're not like all 
completely locks for top eight teams. So mm. I'm like, you're likely going to have a team coming out of group C that maybe is punching above their weight. Whereas in group A, I look at like G2 and Sunning and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, they probably deserve to be top eight anyway. So maybe I'm thinking actually like, this one's slightly more top heavy than group C, but like average level might be slightly below because you're likely to get someone like um, TL if PSG comes through and mm. also you have Marchi in there too, which are not the same level as teams like I don't know, like Genji and uh, JDG and the but other they were a team teams and... that did 3-0 Talon, PSG Talon. Like that yeah, is yeah, but Talon looked really bad in that series. True, but like, now I... Talon are also going to look pretty medium in the play-ins yeah. because of roster problems. So what does that mean I'm moving assuming, forward? Yeah. You know, like... I, I do think that I, I do think that Group A is a t is a group where a wild card were they to get in there if some weird stuff went on with the other with the teams that get out of plans <laughs> maybe something can happen there because we yes. know that g2 have occasionally yep. gone yes, yes. yes. Um, feed into the madness chimera yes much yes i think that much i i don't want to write them off absolutely not no. i think that um they had a very good summer split and you it know is. they were toe to toe and toe, toe to toe with um talon the entire year they had their place were like a best of 20 something Wild. they played like 20 They've played like 20 games this year. I know that DFM and Sengoku had a similar story when they had like their two best of fives in spring and all that other stuff. Um, but like, I think that Group A, it's probably the lowest level of between each of the groups. What I call it like the group of life because of that. Just on definition, I'm not sure I can because I'm like G2 is still like yeah. maybe semi-finalists. And... Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I still exactly. I still think G2 are a definition of the tournament. Like and like, mm. they've got the talent. They've been less dominant than they were last year. Make no mistake. Bot laning consistencies worry me with that squad. And also, like, mm. has Yankos put time in to actually pick up things like Lilia yet? Question mark. Uh, I mean, I mean, personally, the things I don't have to worry about is Caps is already one of the top fifty people already in the super server after a week yep. of in quarantine, which is just absurd. Wanda was, is quietly forgotten about, but was basically the man that, in my eyes, actually won them their series. Personally, mm -hmm. I think he, I, I, he's I, just I think he's a rock, and he plays World of Warcraft more than League. Like the Wanda, man's a yeah. beast, honestly. Perks is also playing phenomenally on solo queue, so I'm. Well, I'm Perks, I think, has had a bit of a... I, I think that he's... He's had a rough year. But he's, he's playing a, a lot split. better now. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's getting but, there. I mean, he's getting there. But he's still making some weird mistakes. when it, Like, he had one really good Ash game. True. game one versus Fnatic in the finals. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, actually played really well there. And he did a lot of the, the, the hard, the heavy lifting and stuff for his team. But he's still been making some uncharacteristic mistakes compared to how he was playing last year. So I think that G2 are not infallible as they were last year, like Sam was saying. Hmm. Um... And they've always yeah, been no, able to drop in games. Like, so, they, they've always been the team that does. So I'd imagine, I'd imagine G2, oh, G2 versus Sunic. I'd imagine it's actually a bit of a toss up for the first spot there because of the Hakuna Matata nature of G2. Personally, for me, actually, Nymera, I, a lot of my weight gets carried on and how groups, how the play in stage actually goes. Yeah. Um, mm. Because I want to see the power, because this is something we haven't seen. We haven't had an international tournament all year, and this is one of the first international tournaments in the world really bringing in international talent from everywhere we which had is... the mid-season cup and we had the mid-season showdown but That's this is it. where every region is being represented and this is why it's, yeah, it's um, the first a... one in this season yeah right, so and it's like... a... in just general sports as well this is like why worlds this year is such a big thing for just everybody because it's like well we haven't actually had any world's competitions this we year the olympics yeah, got cancelled yeah, yeah exactly and that, that makes things quite hard to read i mean like the thing with sooning is they have sword art who's a monster in the bot side and that could be trouble their substitute support is called owo yeah oh, <laughs> but what i will say is i think angel is pretty categorically outclassed by caps um and 
you know, like an SOFM is great, but it's not like Yankos is a walkover. Uh, and Ben is largely a, a role player. He's not really, generally speaking, a carry player, if, if, I'm, if my notes are correct. Um, but with that, also, uh, I, I just want to round us up here. Mm. So if you've got anything quickly, you want to end that sentence on initialize, and then uh, we'll move over to closing thoughts. Yeah. Uh, well, with, uh, I was supposed to say, with the exception of Jax, which okay. played pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely agree with you mm. on that one. Jack, Jacks might actually be something we're actually going to see far more in Worlds than I was bit, expecting. I, so. I, I was expecting zero games, and now I'm actually thinking we might see like four. I know, VCS was playing it. It's really good into Broken Mordekaiser, Blade which people it. are blind picking uh, quite a lot. Broken yeah. Blade plays it. Yeah, I think we could see it. Which is uh, surprising to me, because it wasn't quite where I was expecting. And a friend of mine that has packs Jacks is actually loving his life right <laughs> now. So uh, bless him. Um, <laughs> gentlemen. Certain teams haven't made it. No T1, no FPX, no IG, or even Cloud9. Honestly, that's no. really sad for me. I was really high on Cloud9, sadly not making it. Rip Faker. Rip Faker, Rip, Rip Doinby, so much. Rip, so, so many yeah. good players didn't make it, but then they weren't at the caliber to actually make it this year versus no. their competitors. Uh, yeah, I, I think that shows that there's the ever unstoppable evolution of League of Legends. Just stuff has changed so much this year. It's why we've seen so many of the typical first seeds from regions uh, suffer and bounce back, uh, or not quite bounce back enough in the case of uh, T1. Um, and then next year is going to be even worse because we've got an entire item overhaul and the entire mm. way the game's going to be played is going to be changed, which means mm. I have to relearn the game, but that'll be one hell of a thing to track. It's not just yeah. junglers relearning the game for once. It's everybody <laughs> initialized. Welcome to my pain. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I think particularly for the LPL as well here. Like the fact that your top four are, you know, you've got top esports, JDG, Sooning, uh, LGD, and then below that is the likes of Victor's game. Below that is the likes of FPX, of RNG, of EDG. That is a ridiculous strength and depth in that region right now. Um, I think Korea largely has been a bit of a step down i think that's what a lot of people think yeah outside of damon who i really do think have stepped up yeah, in the summer considering but... how like last year t1 was carrying korea really hard yeah. internationally mm -hmm. yeah i would agree and even then they still lost to g2 so <laughs> Well, that, but then also that also shows the rise of EU talent, and, and yeah. yep. which has been a narrative. And while it did peter out a little bit towards the end, and the old tried and true fanatic G two came back to the top, it, that we're seeing glimpses now on what the next sure. dynasties could be for EU in Mad Lions and Rogue, or at least maybe not those those teams, but these players. Did at you least. just hint at Old Kings versus New? Because I think Ooh. there might be a lawsuit coming your way from Ooh. Berlin very shortly. Well, I can say By this stuff because it's on our own podcast, so uh, I can say my own views and opinion, at least the podcast won't <laughs> get sued. I'll just get sued. Uh, Nah, they won't do that to a Brit. They love us, right? That's how that works. Oh, the Nymera's giving me the eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gentlemen, that is actually going to end us over here with everything, really. With worlds, with play-ins, with everything. There's a lot oh, yeah? to unpack. And this is not going to be our only podcast. We've still got a week before any worlds, well, the worlds playing stage. And we yep. see our beloved V3 playing. They won't be playing on week, uh, the first day, as uh, that's taken by group A. But they will be on the next day on group B. We'll be having another podcast probably before that match does happen. But gentlemen, any quick thoughts before we end this podcast right here, right now? This is it. This is crunch time. This is where everything leads up to. 
getting a little bit spicy, getting a little bit anxious about everything that's going to happen, particularly because no one's mentioning V3 at all, and I'm hoping that we really don't get proved wrong and that we think V3 yes. are good. But there's also yeah. a lot to stand to gain from it, because well, if we do have some really good games and we get into a best of five versus a we well-known were right. team, that can be really good... Um, advertisement for our region if we do make groups it's gonna be absolutely huge so i hope you stick with us and believe in yeah. v3 let's go i mean that's just it we're staking our colors to the mast uh and i think you know hopefully we're not being deluded by having watched v3 all year but i genuinely think they're a very good team i think from what i've been hearing from a few analysts who have been paying attention they should be pretty competitive and Fingers crossed they can do us proud here. V3 fighting! We can do it, lads. I believe in V3. Okay. We've got Boogie, we've got Reiner, we've got Archer, and now Paz and Ace have fully figured out how they play their game, honestly. I'm more looking forward to this more than any Worlds I think I've ever watched since my first Worlds back in Season 2 where I became a TPA fanboy. Honestly, <laughs> I, I doubt we're going to see what happened with TPA. I, I honestly would never bet so any money. Yeah. But honestly, if, if V3 can make a group stage, I'll be blown away. If they can mm. just have a compelling get best of five and be that third place, the Cinderella almost team that quite make it, but then get dashed in the fifth game, at least they'll be a statement. And it looks far better for our region as well. But I'm still pulling for that group. And gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our podcast. It's been a up and down one, but... We've covered everything in a nice amount of time. We recapped everything that with V3. We covered play-ins, how it works, and our thoughts and expectations for each of the teams and in Group A and Group B. And then we gave our brief thoughts about the play well, the actual group stage and world itself. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>